welcome to a uh, small but massive podcast. Um, we've been doing podcasts for a wee while now, but this year guest here, Mr. Connor Keys, who is to me, uh, if you're out there listening to the podcast, you're probably aware of him from Armchair and Chums. <laughs> Close enough. Armchair and Chums. <laughs> I just wanted to see your face there, you fucking you twat. There's the first bit of misinformation you've given the people out there about me, and I'm a serious player. I know even I, Glasgow, <laughs> I know right. <laughs> so Connor from Deck Chair and Yums. For people out there, it's a very popular podcast. Podcast in Northern Ireland. You've been doing it for a while. Um, we'll talk about it after. Mm-hmm. But uh, for now, Connor, you are welcome. You're a comedian. Yep. You're a community worker. You're a bit of a soul star as well. <laughs> well yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm a soul man. I'm the poor man's Andrew Strong. Yeah, you know, <laughs> oh, don't be ready. Do you have a big towel, old white beard? I have to have. Uh, yeah. I do have, have one. Have, I have to have the white towel. Uh, yeah. And do you? Have to. And what about, no what about the ladies? Do they run a mile when you throw it out after? Or do they come no, towards no, I, it? I, I, Are they drawn towards the it, towel? It's that, like a shroud, a shroud of Connor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See your body in it. Yeah. There's that much sweat and weighs so much that it's actually a lethal weapon if I fired it at a woman. Could knock her out. <laughs> it's a well just bit of towel, I'll tell you that. So, Connor, you're most welcome. Uh, Connor, you're from Oma. Yes. And... Uh, I have known you a long time, long time and uh, I would say you're a gentleman, a friend, and a scholar. As well. A scholar he is. I uh, wasn't much of a scholar, let's be honest. Well, well, well <laughs> <laughs> take a good stare. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, so, Connie, you're originally from Oma, mm-hmm. and for the people out there, as I said, you're already out there in the world of podcasting. What I should say for me, it's a very humbling experience bringing someone on that's a, got a really popular podcast, oh, and is doing it really good, and has lots of listeners. And uh, But we go back right back to the days of Glasgowberry Festival, festival yeah. and uh, we met up and uh, probably neither of us can remember how the first meeting was happened but maybe you have a better I, I actually don't know where the contact was made but it was made to Daly's Comedy Club which is what the club that we myself and Chris Bowes ran in Oma uh, so I think that's where the first it contact was made it was my was pigeon made. called Ken who actually <laughs> uh, he went to Strabane first <laughs> and there was nothing on there they took a left <laughs> <laughs> it took 10 years for Sarban to put up their club after that. So Ken is uh, stuffed now and he's in my kitchen. <laughs> uh, but uh, so uh, we met back in the day and I should say to people, I suppose it's good to explore this because in them early days when we both got together, Daly's Comedy Club mm-hmm. was leading the way in rural comedy. And, yeah. and because at that time you had the two main cities, uh, Belfast and uh, Derry, uh, or Derry and Belfast, mm-hmm. or Derry Beep and Belfast, Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened to me, me audio there. <laughs> and, uh, I'm a countryman, so. Uh, <laughs> so you don't like too many syllables. <laughs> <laughs> I get all tongue tied. <laughs> I sound like somebody full trying to order some Indian meal after a night's razzle. <laughs> so, Connor, we, we went back to then, and uh, I suppose for me, uh, for the festival, for us, it was all about music and uh, bringing music and uh, the artists of Northern Ireland up in the hill all gathered together. But what actually happened then with Daly's Comedy com- Club coming in, it actually gave people that went to the music community uh, an opportunity to see comedy. Yeah. And you were leading the way at that time. Uh, you uh, were the programmer. Mm-hmm. Programmer. programmer. Man, so much pressure <laughs> on me. Uh, how are you I getting was, on, I was, I, w- I was the MC, so I was the yeah. host for So I brought yeah. on all the acts. It was like a, a, every 20 minutes there was a new act on. Yeah. And it was great because you ended up, there was a lot of people stayed most of the day. Brilliant. Which was great. You know, Brilliant. They, so they seen a few acts and then I got a bit of a relationship with them and chatting and having a crack. Yeah. 
And, well, uh, you tell them, don't go over there now music. I know, but listen, stay here, stay here. <laughs> stay here with me. Um, some boys had to stay. Uh, <laughs> they weren't fit to move. I, I think that's <laughs> called heavy bomb syndrome, where you're kind of, you know, you're kind of, oh, you're the boys. Uh, uh, Connor, I'm still here. Been... Who's next, Connor? <laughs> Who's next there? Are you all right, Paddy? I'm getting all right. I'm doing all right. There I'm was a right. few boys that looked like there may have been a few ciders in the tent the night before. <laughs> <laughs> and they were just happy to be having a wee rest. What kind of eyeballs did them people have? Uh, I don't, did they have eyeballs? <laughs> <laughs> they so, these red dots. <laughs> Closed lids I'm loving the comedy But I can't see anybody I'm loving it I'm laughing I'm loving it I don't know who's on there But oh I hear I'm back No it's Connor Love you But uh, so Could you tell some of the people uh, Back then Like because At the minute What well, I should say And people are aware of this That there's been An explosion of comedy mm. There's been an explosion Of uh, of venues popping up yeah. uh, Which leads me into uh, Yourself uh, The big hefty tour Half the unit. Half the unit tour. Mm-hmm. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see that uh, edit. Uh, yeah. Half the unit tour. Now, what I should say to people is, Connor has uh, on the road at the minute. Mm-hmm. You've just come off uh, a gig, and you're back in with me here today. Which you appreciate that because uh-huh. you're you're a busy man at the minute. So, there's some gigs uh, already done. How did they all go? There's, there, I mean, yeah, there's been, been great, great crowds. Yeah. You were saying it's, it's and been great. Uh, it's kicked off in Limelight in Belfast, and we've done Port Rush and. Crumlin, I do believe. Uh, the then, jail, no. No, not the jail. Uh, because I was wondering, there, like was because, right because you're here, because you're here, I thought yeah. it's definitely not a jail. Uh, uh, Crumlin was a gig I'll never forget for the rest of my life. Uh, it was uh, a very uh, surreal one. Um, yeah, and Estraban, Maharfelt yeah. this week, and then uh, Derry. The your, Brickworks. Your, your good fine sales yeah. here in the D-Town. The, and, the uh, Brickworks and the 8th. Brickworks and the, the 8th, and then finishing off in Dailies. Brilliant. And so Draperstown, which is my, obviously, as you know, my adopted home. So that's uh, there, and Oma have been have so I was down at the local passport office, and you've just been stamped, and, yeah, been and you're welcome into the community. Visa approved. I, and I want the community to know out there that Connor is mm. part of this community now. It's part of it does feel like. Because, <laughs> because I, uh, doing what I do with you, then with the comedy club, you kind of, you, you get to know all uh, the faces yeah, so it kind of yeah, feels like yeah, a club yeah. like a comedy club well it showed how yeah. much people have love and affection for you that the gig down here just sell out like that it was the first one to sell out do you know what I mean so, not uh, even my own town sold out first uh, 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 do you want to name your own town there no, look into that camera nah, there nah, no, I won't even give them um, no I'm going to jump Bali Malali Bali Malali right Bali Malali Lali Lali this is hometown okay Gilly Gilly two men outside the town I'm adopting it and we said that in Latin so people won't yeah, get yeah, all upset of course because yeah, yeah. we, we are all about everyone yeah. inclusivity yeah bilingual yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've got me there <laughs> <laughs> so Connor uh, out of that there come back in the day um, so we've got that explosion happened and now we've got different comedy clubs as you said there mm. for people out there to know that they're happening but back in the day who kind of was on the stage at that time that's still here now because I know that Colin Gatiss and you yeah, know, people so like Shane Todd back in then and we're talking about 2011 and 12 here people and, and isn't that right yeah well as far back as yeah we would have had anybody that's that you would class as famous now uh-huh. were in dailies 10 12 years ago there you go and uh so you're talking the likes of Colin Geddes and Shane Todd and, and Paddy McDonald and Mickey Bartlett obviously yeah. and uh uh even Kieran Bartlett and the sort of resurgence happened so there is this new thing it's people are calling it the new rock and roll sort of yeah. vibe but yeah um 
Do you which, have the sw- you have the swagger and all, don't you? Uh, of course, yeah. sure, it's naturally within this uh, thing. Uh, is, is there a close, close line out yet? Is there oh, a close there's merch out. Everybody's trying to sell merch, so that's the problem. So uh, let's just say, have you got merch in your we podcast? We have merch in Yeah, the do you want to plug yeah. it there? Just no, we don't, because I don't want to sell anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> that means I have to do stuff. I don't uh, want to do stuff. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. See, people out there that have a, a, a deck chair and yums. Well, I told them the last batch I went out, if you have a deck chair and yums t-shirt, frame it. Frame it because there's never going to be another one out yeah, here because yeah, yeah. I am not going through it. And if you're waiting for Mickey Bartlett to take on merchandise, you'll never see it ever. In your he's lifetime. running around being rocky at the minute online, <laughs> isn't he? But because he's setting up, he's he's organising a comedian's boxing night. Do you want to tell the people about that? Just it's a charity well, it's only, night. It's a charity night that they've uh, sort of have been brewing for about six months. Yeah, been talked on different podcasts because the thing is, this is what happens, especially uh, here in Northern Ireland, where. We're so uh, tribal that the people that listen to me and Mickey also listen to Shane. They also listen uh, to Colin. So then they all start sending messages to each other and going, when he's going to do this and when he's going to do that. So yeah. then somebody came up, uh, it was one of those uh, uh, send in questions to us. And somebody sent in the question, who would win in a fight between X and Y or whatever. And then the conversation came about, about oh, well, what about a comedian's charity boxing match? So Mickey was left in charge. That's why it hasn't happened yet. Um, <laughs> Mickey said he would take charge of it. But he has actually made moves on it. So... There is talk of February um, yeah. uh, in the Ulster Hall. Ulster Hall. Um, so I... Are I you ha- a ringmaster? Are you, you, are you the well, towel man again? You know that you love the towels? I, you know? well, the problem is, Paddy, I'm t- technically on paper, I'm Middlestar novice champion in boxing. Yeah. yeah. So they don't yeah. allow boxers to actually take part. I, uh, well, I understand that. Because you've, you've, you've got the shoulders. You've got the shoulders, you know. No, no, because uh, people should know this. I'm looking I, over I, here. I, I don't tell, know what the angle's like, but I, you know, you've got it. <laughs> I tell people about this, right? And sometimes I, I forget to explain. <laughs> 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 so I did boxing when I was like 15, 16, 17, right? Yeah. And as you would know, child protection laws are in place, so... If you're uh, under 18, you can only fight people under 18. Yeah. But if you're boxing, you'll also know um, boxing goes by weight. Yeah, and you could have a big grizzly so, man going on. Yeah. Well, you can't because it has uh, to be under 18. Oh, uh, yeah. So the only people I could fight were 40-year-olds because they were the only one same weight as me. Oh. So I couldn't fight anybody. So when I would turn up to a tournament. <laughs> <laughs> With the shorts and all on? Hold on. And the wee sleeveless boy? The whole shebang. And how you got all... Kept up oh, ready, ready, for, ready for any opponent uh, that would appear. And did you have the pose and all? I, had, uh, I didn't have to because there were uh, no photographs taken. Because what happened was... <laughs> <laughs> this is how I became... This is my journey to championship. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I don't know if you've ever talked to a champion uh, before. Uh, all the way So... In the ring, corner, Connor Keys. Tell the word. we didn't really get that far because ah. what happens is before you when you have a ring announcer you yeah. you, you would need to have an opponent <laughs> so what happened was i was in one corner and there was nobody in the other oh, corner no. so i got a bye they call it a bye ah. so you get through this first round you're into the second round yeah and then i got to the quarterfinals because nobody turned up for the second round <laughs> and then i got into the semis um that was a tough fight uh, that was a tough one uh, I, was, I was nervous now uh, and then, sure you were. <laughs> oh, what did, did we did we prep talk oh, there was, oh, there was uh, a lot of motivation uh, to keep good, me, uh, good, good, a lot good. of warming up uh, but never actually fought. and then uh, when i got to the final uh, then the, that's when that's when the pressure really got to me now uh, there was rumors of a fat fucker from fermanagh might be Latin. And uh, we weren't too sure if that was true or not. Uh, and uh, turned out nobody turned up again. So then I, I, I won the final. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you, <laughs> but did act, you not have to. They, you know, did you not have to shadow box the whole way through to the final? No? I just had to turn up to the ring. Unreal. And I got a medal. You should. With Mid Ulster Novice Champion. 
written it, and I'm like, I, I'm done. I, uh, so technically, on paper, I am um, undefeated, undefeated, but never fought. Uh, well, 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 well. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say we had to go out to look a pub and we just pulled about it, just right, lads. No, don't have to, sure, wouldn't you? Uh, would you have the medal? Well, do you know what? If you've got the belt, you don't go out looking for somebody else to fight, you're the champion. Champion. Well, do you know what? You should wear that belt in those. I have the medal, I, I have I, the medal, and wear it and yeah. with pride. So, but the problem is, I, I tore my cruciate ligament about 10 years ago. So I can't really, I can't, I would love to do the boxing thing uh, to flick right. Uh, so I am the ring announcer apparently yeah, for, yeah, for, yeah. The, so for the night. Would you give a wee ladies and gentlemen. Ladies gentle- and gentlemen. <laughs> In the blue corner. It's time. Is that reverb there? No. It's time. Gather round. Everyone must gather round. Connor, please introduce the next two boxers for the world of Northern Ireland. In the green corner, Mickey S. Oh, Mickey, Mickey the Flake Master Bartlett. <laughs> so, Flake Away, it's good. It's, <laughs> it's good uh, <clears throat> for people out there. It is a charity event. and it well, is, We don't have a date. We don't have nothing yet. Uh, so, put all questions to Mickey Bartlett. Right, so. Uh, <laughs> don't ask me anything about uh, it. <laughs> I should give out an email here, but I forgot Mickey's email. Connor, oh, sorry, you forgot it as well. Uh, sorry. So, you can give us more. Send it on, on uh, Instagram or something. Send, Send an anonymous message to us and we'll get back to you. So, there will be weekly updates. I'm sure on the on deck chair and yums because Mike yeah. is always letting us know each week how, how it's going. But he uh, genuinely had discussions last week with uh, with promoters. So yeah, so it's be. getting ready. We're getting there. We're getting there. It's getting there. Well, the lineups. <laughs> the, I say lineups. The the, the matchups. <laughs> the, the fights. The fights are, are going to be interesting. I have uh, to say. Uh, it'll uh, be good to see. Th- will there be real battles? You think? I think too too many of them might take it uh, too serious. See, <laughs> so you've just said there. That, you know the different counties might mm-hmm. do a step it's up. You know, it's going to get. Uh, it could get messy. Uh-huh. And Maggie Maggie is. From Lurgan, you know, how yeah. messy them boys get. Yeah, and it could happen, you know. Yeah, and the winner gets a bottle of Buckfast, a 1978 bottle of Buckfast. Mickey's been saving it since it was a present from when he was born. It fell out of a deep purple concert in Nepworth. Some boy called Alistair. That's how Deep Purple got the name. What color is that stuff? Deep Purple. So it was picked up outside Kensington and brought back home. It's just a man outside for man and saved it all them years. So that's that. But Mickey or <laughs> ah, Mickey will do. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Connor, so let the world know. Let the world know about your family, your upbringing in Oma. How many was in your family? You I'm know. the eldest of four boys. Yeah, so there's uh, uh, three uh, younger fellas, all twang hump and cheese. Twang hump and cheese, and what? what <laughs> and how did they all get them uh, beautiful names? Because uh, the, the park we lived in, uh, everybody had a nickname. That's yeah. where I got yum yums from. So there you go. That's where Yums comes from. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they got Twang. Twang, Twang was a weird one because he was named like my uncle was called the Twang Rattler. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. What Maybe he rattled out change. Massive. He rattled out change. Got it. I don't. I haven't got any. There is a story behind. Hear that there? <laughs> there was plenty of that. Can I say? <laughs> uh, he, hump is called Hump. He likes to tell people he's called Hump for another reason. Aye. But he's not. No. Um, he he fell over a hole. No, my dad. Nope. My dad used to. The, the, they would have we would have bonfires at like at Halloween and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, and so all the men would have sat out and drank and partied all night. So apparently, one of these nights, I, I was too young to remember, but uh, my dad took the huff, took the hump, 
was it all? <laughs> oh, aye, aye. And left aye. early. Well, people should know there is a rural word. It's called huffing. Huffing, aye. aye. Taking huffing, and, uh, but he but taking the hump aye, is another word. Hump. Oh, aye, humpy balls. It was in my head and I was going, go on, no. And, uh, and that's the full rural description <laughs> there for people uh, yeah. out there. And you probably know quite a few of them. And um, uh, so he was walking up the park the next day and one and my brother, Stevens is his real name, and he was on his back and somebody went, oh, look, there's daddy hump and baby hump. And then he's been called hump ever since. My dad didn't get hump, but he's got hump He's now. got hump. And, and then and cheese, because uh, when he was younger, he couldn't pronounce his C's or his K's. So when he would say his name, his name's Dara. So he would say Dara Cheese. Uh, say Dara Keys. Uh, okay. um, so that's where that uh, came from. So uh, yeah, he, he didn't go into the food world. Or no, he's no, not a no, chef or no, anything. No, no, no. He had a baby. He had a baby. He had a baby. Please call it Bell. Baby Bell. We small cheese. Oh, brilliant! And so growing up with your brothers around Oma at that time. What was it like? You know, I know it's a rural town, but it's a big rural town compared uh, to what yeah, Palmer's Green here in Drupalstown. Yeah, we would definitely be, we would call ourselves townies as opposed to um, yeah. uh, the rural areas of people around. But um, Were they described different, the outlands? Just the uh, usual thing, cultures, you know, cultures versus uh, townies type thing. But uh, but we were all cultures in wee towns, really. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you're, uh, if you're, <laughs> if, if you're from Belfast, we're all cultures. Uh, yeah, it? yeah. Uh, so, yeah. We, we were, all live in Tim, if you're in Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, yeah, it was a pretty, our, the, the, the estate we lived in was, was known as one of the worst in Oma. Uh, yeah. You know, but we were proud of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, well, that's we where were, you're from and that's it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was homely. Yeah, yeah I loved yeah. it. But, um, so, yeah, it was... Um, it, the the sort of proper community, you know that feeling yeah. of like everybody knows you. Everybody has yeah. a nickname. Everybody yeah. knows everything. Yeah. Everybody. So we had a lot of great times in that in that estate. And uh, so I didn't leave there until I was eighteen, nineteen, maybe. So yeah. Um, so yeah, still obviously childhood friends are still there and still will be there for a long time. Yeah, because and the good memories. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah, some great some. <laughs> what kind of stuff are you up to? You do the boogies and all. You know the boogies. No? Oh, we had all the street uh, games you can uh, think of. We uh, would play. Did I, you have the boogies? What do you call boogies? The, the three four wheeled foil with it. Oh no, no no no. You just stick on no brakes and nothing, lad. You just oh, Whoa, let's go. No, they and were, then you fly down the road. But you see, lad, in them days a tractor would have been behind you. Aye, yeah, but. I was going like a horse to try and go faster, but the tractor's got an engine. So I look back now and think, <laughs> it wasn't a very good thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Your CCs weren't I, correct there, Paddy. You always wanted to win, but you didn't know how to stop. So uh, I'll leave it like that. There was a few bumps. See, there must crack. have been money about your places. We wouldn't have been able to afford the wheels. Well, you, 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 <laughs> you picked the wheels up. We, we, we could go down a... Are you wooden wheels or what are you covered, trying to say to me? Covered doors from the skip. We could <laughs> oh, go down them. For the, oh, for the, for the frost. Uh, <laughs> did somebody shout out for number 20? You stole my... My cupboard colour keys. <laughs> and we lived in the, the estate we lived in, it's still the same to this day. It's the the most steepest hill Deadly. to go down into it. Deadly. So coming out of it in the snow was a uh-huh. nightmare. And then you had fuckers like us who would go around then when adults would come out and try and grit the place, we were coming around and pouring water on the freeze it. Uh-huh. We wanted somewhere to slide. Oh, deadly. <laughs> Not deadly. thinking about the driving uh-huh. that they need to do. Well, to work. it's a bit like a bogey. You just wanted to get stuck in. They just want to get stuck and in. And they just have sort of wee competitions. Oh, with everything. Uh-huh. Had, who was the kingpin was, on, the, was, on the on the the ice. Uh, you were an ex-boxing no, champion. No, you should have been well balanced, no, lad. You no, should have no. been well balanced. I'm, I'm, my dancing, no, my ballerina skills were, were weren't great. Now, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so many, there's, some of the stuff you know, and you probably couldn't repeat. 
some of the stuff we did get up to, you know, because uh-huh. like, it was almost like a gang. There was uh-huh. about, at any one time, you could have been between 16 and 22 of us, you know what I mean? There was a, yeah. a, a, an all in the same age, age range. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So when you, you gathered imagine. in the town, was there people sort of, oh, look at them young ones all gathered? Uh, not really. We no. didn't really go in. You know, uh-huh. we sort of stayed in, in, your own in, state? in our own state. Uh, uh-huh. we sort of there. There's plenty there to do. Plenty there to do and plenty to mess about and, and to muck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it sounded like a really good community yeah, uh, place really, you lived. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> because that sort of leads into, suppose, in a way, um, you are a community worker now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, as I say, uh, how did that all come about? Because of your living, and you were grassroots. Yeah, okay, I make sure of that my, uh, my mum was involved in it. Yeah. So then, um, anybody out there that's listening who's involved in the community voluntary sector, you know, if you're in a, a job in the community voluntary sector, you normally call upon family to help out on things, events, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So at an early age, about fifteen or sixteen, I was volunteering. Do you want to? I didn't. I, w- <laughs> I should point out technically wasn't volunteering when uh, your ma tells you you have to go. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> you're uh, supposed uh, to volunteer yourself over. Uh, yeah. But now in later years, I go, oh, okay, that was time I gave up, you know, to go and help out for different events. So that's where I started, and then I became, I was doing youth work um, very early on for, at, at the youth club that I'd went to. So I then progressed on to being a, a leader then. So Brilliant. That's uh, where the community end of things started. But I don't know, I'm actually, 20 years next year, I'm in the sector, I paid uh, working. But for deadly. six, seven years before that, it was all voluntary. And it's a long time. And so what kind of uh, activities would you be, is it all around Oma? It's Bit? all Oma town, yeah. The <laughs> and is it area. young people or adults? A mixture and, of everything. Yeah, That's a good thing about it. We're a community network, so it could yeah. be any project. So um, in, in current times, it's more... Um, personal development support for people especially yeah. during the cost of living crisis and yeah. stuff but and you find, what are you finding there now do you find people are are uh, obviously it's it's uh, all we're getting on the news is everything just seems to be yeah the, 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 uh, the domino effect but um but sometimes when that happens community get together well that's what i'm saying uh, the community spirit over lockdown really strengthened yeah, you know the community as always. Communities are always the first ones to answer to anything. Yeah, because um, they're the first to know. The first, they're, they're, they're the grassroots. They're on <laughs> yeah, the ground. Yeah. Um. By the time somebody in the council or the trust or the police service find out anything, it's the next day or something. Uh-huh. You know, community's yeah. already on the ground. Yeah. Sorted. Uh. So that really helped. You know that whole community thing. You know the food parcels and delivering things yeah. and helping and and and. and how did that network work up up your end? Did uh, you just get the food parcels? There was a, a lot of every a lot of groups <laughs> did their own thing. Yeah. And then there was a lot of uh. uh Input then then came from the council later yeah. on, but by that stage each community had looked after themselves, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but of course, then you're going to help people in isolation that we try to help out. But what what I meant, but the whole thing was the spirit was kind of dying out in community, and then the lockdown came along and people really banded together and helped yeah. out. And I think that happened across <coughs> no, the globe, yeah, you know, yeah, in that yeah, sense. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It definitely was. That was the only positive I would say that came out of the whole thing was that people did realize that they were able to identify the 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 vulnerable in their area yeah. but then also go and check on them and bring them parcels or whatever so simple, I thought it was simple stuff simple stuff but yeah. massive uh, massive oh, massive impact yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, i mean absolutely. and, uh, and that, those there are relationships that are that are formed that weren't happening yeah because people are kind of getting very isolated now and, and yeah when they come home from evening and home from work, five o'clock, they close the door. They're not yeah. out tonight. Yeah, because they don't have to. Yeah, everything they needs inside. Yeah, their social media, their TV, yeah. their streaming, yeah. all the things are there. Yeah. Anything, and I'm as guilty as anybody else doing that. But yeah. you also <laughs> then forget that the community around you could be falling apart. Yeah. day by day, and yeah. if you let that go, you haven't went out and volunteered in a year time in three years. 
you can't expect it to be yeah. all singing, all dancing. No. People are wondering what, why, are, why are things closing down? You're like, well, the volunteers aren't there because you're uh, not helping. Yeah. So, so is that something you think it's, uh, like you mentioned, a good, that's a good point there about the volunteers. Mm. Um, I think this country um, has a huge amount of volunteers in different things, Absolutely, especially sport. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, yeah. and like you, we name many sports that there's loads of volunteers. Yeah. But in the community sector, I think because of the nature of the work, sometimes the volunteers need to be switched into actual workers within a place because th- th- you're always yeah. going to need them. You know you what I mean, Connor? <laughs> and you need and and the experience you get as being a volunteer. But I have to say, in 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 my twenty years, I've seen a lot of people who have come in as volunteers who do end up in paid employment. There you go. You know, and that's because they... And it's nothing to do with the actual uh, volunteering means they're going to get a higher score or anything. It just means because they've, they're volunteering, they gain more experience. Yeah. So when a paid post does come up, they know everything about the organisation because they've been in there volunteering, doing, you know. Yeah. So it leads them in a far better uh, position. And that's that's the same for whether it's a, a community group or a, a, a GA club or a rugby club or a soccer club, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Same thing applies. You yeah, know, it's, yeah. It's, you can, they, they have a lot of <laughs> volunteers and sport, and that's a good oh, thing. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> because no matter what, uh, I suppose people should know, Connor, when you're volunteering, you're gaining so many different skills. Whether you stay in that actual uh, community sector, the private sector, oh, or, yeah. or an entrepreneur yourself, yeah. you know what I mean? It's that, you know, and, and, and there's a rewarding <coughs> feeling from volunteering yeah. that you just, especially if it's a group that, you know, a group that you can just instantly see they're so appreciative of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's bits and pieces I would do around um, a, a, a little group, a special needs group, you know, and um, just the, even the smallest amount to see the, how appreciative they are of that, you know. Yeah. The, so that's what I would say. I would encourage anybody because everybody <coughs> listening to this is in a, an area that has community groups out there yeah. or charities that yeah. need volunteers. Yeah. And all you have to do is give a couple hours a month yeah. sometimes, not even like a week, it's a yeah. couple hours a month. Yeah. And, 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 and I think sometimes, as you say, Connor, it's just making people aware. Yeah, and uh, because sometimes people, as you say, they're in their worlds and they would like to give a few hours volunteering, but mm. they don't actually know where, where to, go, to yeah. volunteer yeah. or what kind of volunteering they'll do, you yeah. know, because we have a lot of groups in the area that would, a lot of volunteers would be in and out, like Oma as well. Yeah. So when you were uh, growing up, <coughs> uh, your first primary school in uh, Oma? St. Colin Kills. How yeah. was that for Versus, you? Uh, yeah, actually, I loved it, actually. Uh, yeah, I loved yeah, school, yeah. Yeah. You like education then? <coughs> no. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> education I, I is good for you. <laughs> Everyone out there should be educated. I liked it in primary school. I didn't like it in secondary yeah, school. In secondary school, I there's more crack in primary school. I went the other way. I, uh, I started having the crack in secondary school uh, when I should have been paying attention. Uh, I was distracting people and uh, being the class clown. Wait, um, uh, now I'd yeah. say it was training for my current career as a com- comedian, but. Teachers would disagree at the time. <laughs> they just didn't catch it. They didn't get they didn't it. Get it. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I, was, I was too Monty Python for them. <laughs> I suffer from the outside the door syndrome. Oh, so I love that too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, but, and then you went, you were staying there to secondary school. Yeah. Uh, what, is that CBS and Oma. And Oma, uh, mm-hmm. a mixed uh, girl and boys school. No, all boys. All boys. Yeah. Uh, was that frantic for you? Uh, uh, no, it was, that's where actually the music came in. Yeah. That's where anything, man. Um, I started, uh, got guitar lessons in, in first year. and Who taught and you guitar then? Do you remember? Your Larry Lowe. Larry Lowe. Larry Lowe. Um, and then one of the sixth years or seventh years was playing drums in the in the practice rooms one day. And I remember going, 
Can't teach me how to play drums. When <laughs> like, yeah. we first year hanging around, yeah. oh, show me. <laughs> never, never, like obviously living in Hunter's Crescent where I lived, I was never going to have a drum kit or anything, uh, but yeah. I just thought, oh, I'd love to learn. And he showed me the basic beat and I, I was able to pick it up and then I sold drumming and became a thing for a while, but it was terrible. Oh, and did you, any, uh, did you join any bands? Um, you oh young? yeah, loads of bands all through <coughs> the whole sort of teenage years, I yeah, guess. Do you want to plug there. any of the guys in the bands? Uh, uh, no, I don't, no. no. I don't speak to most of them because, uh, uh, yeah, they, they left me. Left no, uh, uh, a lot of uh, friends still, uh, to this day um, still playing in bands actually some of the guys um, you know just some some of the boys have went on to do like wedding bands and yeah, stuff like yeah, that you know, yeah, but yeah. still have still there music and scene, still yeah. involved in music um, ours was very you know 16, 17 year olds fucking, uh, what, kind, a, what uh, kind of tunes were you doing? What were we doing back then? Oasis was a big uh, thing back then, you know, it was uh, in the mid to late 90s. Did you talk um, to Mike and all, did you? No, I didn't. I wasn't doing the singing. You're not I was, doing I the singing? Was, I was drumming for the, uh, that stage for the Oasis <laughs> stuff. <laughs> doing the same beat over and over again. Tony McCarroll. Uh, <laughs> what do you call him? The first album? <laughs> he didn't know what he was doing um, from one bar and, to the next. And but. <laughs> so, was it a band you would have listened to at the time? No, or? I hated them. It was the lead singer. was a huge fan. He wanted to be Liam Gallagher. And I, there was always that blur versus Oasis thing, uh, and I was always yeah. in the blur camp. I don't, uh, know, I don't know why I ended up there. Yeah, uh, maybe it was that working class thing of I, uh, I want to be with the art school guys. Uh, and I want to be with the arty. Uh, um, uh, you, 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 and I leave them working class. Uh, I don't uh, talk to them. You, you were in between then. I think I, I should go over to the dark I, side. Yeah, I'm move up. Move class. up to the dark side. Yeah. Park life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lives in a house, a very big house, house yeah, in the very country, big house like, oh. in Strabane. <laughs> uh, uh, I was like, that's my. I, I could be me someday. No, hey. That's good to think. And it's the reality right. was, it was more cigarettes and alcohol. Than palms and champagne. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, wasn't well, on that. And so, uh, from that time, then, did you go to university? Then? I went then to uh, University of Greenwich uh, in London to do psychology. There you go. And I lasted about six weeks, maybe eight. No, I didn't turn up for them. But six weeks. Did you not like it, or was it just London? A, a mixture of all of it. Uh, there no. was a where. Oh, I, I Connor. Well, yeah. uh, Bangers and mash, that, Connor. That that, uh, that I could live pump with. Pumping in food, you gotta come out. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you an Oliver Twist? Hey. <laughs> 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 We're actually doing Scrooge. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> That's what it is. Uh, you're getting a character. That's what it is. Uh, I'm not in it. Uh, <laughs> you got all the Kenzie in there. Uh, What's going on here? What's happening? <laughs> uh, sorry, go ahead. You were eight weeks psychology. Eight weeks, and, uh, and uh, I end up getting a job in an Irish bar. Yeah, like and, uh, serving the, the juice of life. Seven, seven, serving the nectar of the gods. <laughs> and I, I then ended up just taking more hours there. I, I had an awful journey um, to get to the university. Yeah. And there was like a bus and then two trains, you know, and it was yeah. real. I just, I, it wasn't very well planned out. Uh, I followed a woman. <laughs> followed a woman over you, to, was it, to was London. Was it a, a, lo- a lot bait? Uh, well, uh, she still got her teeth on the mouth. Uh, she, I married her still. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what? That was pure love. I, uh, I, yeah, I apologize. She's, she's there, was still no, there. there was no love bite. There was just holding hands. You were both young, innocent. <laughs> she's like, I can't wait to get uh-huh. out, out of Oma. And uh, I asked what she said, and I followed her. Like a, <laughs> and, anyway. but, and then your wife, did she study? She was in hairdressing. She studied yeah. in uh, Tony and Guy over in, over in London. Yeah, so she yeah. was. Uh, very famous very famous Clippers. and then yeah because she had never I don't know if anybody from Oma still to this day has ever trained in Tolinga there you go so yeah there's very few actually did but uh, and how did she get about that just apply or what or she must have been good <laughs> she'll, she'll agree with us because she said when she was about 16 or 17 I'm going to work for Tony and Guy one day and I laughed at her 
<laughs> so that's how it happened. <laughs> Apparently, I uh, gave her the motivation to uh, go, well, I'm going to fucking do it. Uh, <laughs> and, and she I did. It, and she did. And I was and like, uh, well, and I keep, uh, yeah, she'll, she'll remind me of it every three days. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, you know, and, and, you know, so did you stay at you know, did you come back in or did you I, just I, stay in the I bar just, I stayed in the bar yeah I end up um, what started off as like a 12 14 hours a week became 60 hours a week and it was just yeah so but then again uh, you know uh, this is the thing as you know Paddy as time goes on you sort of look back and go I think I was there for a reason you know there's uh, a lot of learning there there was yeah. a lot of friendships made there was yeah. a lot of um, experiences that I never would have uh, received and anywhere. maybe even content for you uh, a lot of content that, yeah. I've, that I haven't really delved into yeah. yet um, but now that I've done this tour and I've used up all the material I have I'm uh, starting from scratch <laughs> next year you've emptied so it you've, <laughs> you've emptied it yeah. there's not like, one batch left like, you've emptied like it like Santa I've emptied my sack yeah. and <laughs> there's I, not one sheep left in that sack not a toy left so no. uh, yeah, so I might I might have to go back over my London years, but there's some some things that are so out there and so mental. Nobody believe it actually happened. Yeah, yeah. but that's but, that's what your world's about, isn't it? And yeah, the hope uh, and uh, and being a comedian, you're being observant, you're mm. watching out what's going on in the world. Some people yeah. tell take a story, they slant it. So you're yeah. all the time thinking. I try, energy, I try and keep it as autobiographical as I can, as in I keep it about myself. Yeah, most comedians do, uh, <laughs> narcissistic yeah. as they are. But yeah. I mean, my life experiences. I'll embellish on things and I'll, I'll exaggerate in certain points, yeah. but the, the 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 vein of it is is come from truth. It's true. Yeah. So yeah. so um, people out there listening to your show need to decipher <laughs> the truth, yeah. the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, <laughs> Mister Connickies. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have been asked a few times on certain things. I'm like, I'm saying nothing. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the word's called because my wife's sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> the word's called elaborate, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so you're. Um, I seen somewhere where or heard some of your your first. Comedy slot was at a wedding. Is uh, that right? Or, uh, or how did that come that, about? Yeah. Or had you done some before that? Or? No, the first time. Well, uh, it was one of those. And what ones, age were you one, at that time? One right? of my mates said to me when I was like 23 or 24, he was like, Were you just born with a microphone in your hand? Because I was at everything. I was DJing, I was doing quizzes, I was doing. I was, I was speaking in front of people with a microphone for years, but never, ever once called a comedy. <laughs> Like I, yeah. I hosted events that might have been eight hours long, you know, fun, fun days and stuff. Uh-huh. And then you're you're constantly being roared at by like an estate, some of the worst fuckers in the town, <laughs> giving you grief all day, uh, and you were just bouncing back at them uh, all the time. Yeah. So, but I never called a comedy. Yeah. It was never a term that I had put in because that was for comedians. Yeah. I'm, I'm just a, a, a boy with a microphone. Uh, and then you realise, oh, that's what a comedian is. Uh, <laughs> just somebody and, with a microphone. And then did you, did you just and feel so, it then? Or no, what? I didn't. I never did. And yeah. then... Um, did other people say to you, you know, you're a funny guy? So or, what happened you know. the wedding scenario was my, my younger brother got... Jeez, jeez. Twing got married. Twing, twing. Twing got married. <laughs> Hump doesn't need to get married because he's a stallion. They're, they're all married oh, now. Hump's married, sorry. Yeah, he's not a stallion anymore. Yeah. Yeah, Twing got married and I was the best man. So there was obviously a speech to do and... I had spent a bit of time on it and wrote it out and, and, you know, really worked on it. And it was actually my grandmother, God rest her, who said to me after, she goes, you should try that out, comedy, you know, I was some crack because the, the, the speech went really well Aye. and it was, it was a bit dirty Aye. for the priest and us at the top Aye. table. Aye. But again, I'd done it in a way that was, um, 
that I didn't swear. Uh-huh. You know, that sort of way. There was no swear words. You can keep it bogging, but as long as you I, don't swear. That's, well, that's the thing. I uh, can disgust people uh, <laughs> and not use a swear word. Uh, you know, uh, I, uh, I, have, I have a big enough vocabulary that can uh, <laughs> cause damage without having to swear. <laughs> but, so that can you happened. remember that was, any of the jokes like a half... You know, I was telling us No I can't tell the story and it's, uh, just, it's disgusting uh, But again I did it in a way That it was coded uh, Code um, away Code away yeah. there Code away there for the people uh, and, and just on behalf of those here I'm trying to think about What that was about If you're coding us People can send in messages To, to try and figure out What it actually is Alright <laughs> No 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 That's the problem It was coded But not that well uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anybody got it And I looked down the end of the table The priest definitely got it I was like oh, okay that's <laughs> He'd been home that evening For our fathers And ten Hail Marys For Connor Keys. <laughs> uh, my thing was about um, that when we were younger, we uh, obviously growing up in a three bedroom house, and there's four boys and my mum and dad. Yeah. So there was two bedrooms, two boys each. Yeah. And who did you, you share with your twin? Twinger bunk beds. Yeah. So um, just well, basically because the laws of physics, I was always in the bottom bunk. Uh. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, so you get all twins farts and all coming got, down. Well, this is, this is the problem. This is what it came about. Was not only did I get all them things coming down at me, but the odd <laughs> the odd time. Uh, no, what I said was he. This, I'm trying to remember the bit now. Uh, um, he 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 would do. He would be he would be at that old thing in the bed by himself. Oh, aye. you know the stuff. Switching the the, 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 the sheets, the, moving the sheets. No, the stuff that the stuff that her mother kept telling us not to do. <laughs> moving and, the sheets. It, <laughs> it begins with W and ends in ing. <laughs> so the bit was working. Yes, no, wrestling. He was working. Wrestling. wrestling. <laughs> I thought so he was that, doing overtime. So then I went into the whole thing about wrestling. And I uh, think he's all. He was always wrestling. Was, up there. <laughs> The, the top bunk was always shaking and I was like and I always thought it was quite violent Was he cold Connor? Well <laughs> I, I thought the violence must have been quite severe because he always needed tissues so there must have been bleeding I don't know what was going on with the tissues <laughs> Your mom was coming Jesus Christ one of you boys got bad boils in there <laughs> So that was what I was talking about at the wedding Oh brilliant uh, I fuck, I'm going to write that down I'll record that Oh yeah I'll record that's good <laughs> I must remember that so, bring it. Uh, so that was where it started and then after that uh, uh, actually what happened was I wrote a play I wrote a, a twenty-minute um, community showcase thing yeah. about our estate, yeah. and it was uh, me and a friend of mine sat down to come up with sort of the the stories that were told locally in that estate uh, and things that happened, yeah. things we witnessed and things yeah. we'd seen that were just so hilarious. And yeah. we put them all into this week twenty-minute section. We had to leave about twenty-five minutes out of it, but we put this and, and it went down so well. Uh. But I remember standing in the wings uh, of the theatre the night it was on, and. Uh, the first time I heard an audience laugh at something I'd written, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Uh-huh. So I, I, like, I know that I can write funny, yeah. and they will laugh as an audience. Yeah. And then I thought, it's such a hassle getting ten or twelve people together for rehearsals. Yeah, and, you know, I was reading six parts some nights because people couldn't turn up and all yeah. that sort of stuff. And I thought, I wonder, could I do this by myself? And that's where the stand-up thought came from. Damn I thought, I wonder, because if, if I can write that and people will laugh in the audience, well, I can write material that people will laugh to. And, uh, and then it was so much less hassle. Because uh, I, like, I know what the only person I have to rely on is me. Uh, I can just turn up with myself and that's it. And, and other uh, people maybe just, um, they, they were bought into it, but not totally, as you say. Well, that's and, it. They and were doing, they, they, like, some of them were doing thing. me a favour. Uh, it wasn't their yeah. thing, you know. But that, here's the problem, Paddy. It wasn't their thing, and so they weren't really, they were half-assed about it. Uh, then on the night, 
Uh, it went down so well, they thought they were superstars. Did then they? they wanted to do more. They wanted did, to do did more Did you see it. them grow? Oh, big time. So then we actually, because it went down so well, the 20-minute one, the 25 minutes that we scrapped, we put that together uh-huh. again, and we came up with a, like a 45, 50-minute one. Lethal. And again, we sold out the local theatre. And then that's where it got me the taste of, okay, I can do these. So I wrote by myself then. I made fecked off to Dublin. Um, but I sat <laughs> then and wrote... Um, I've wrote I've written now three full length plays, three hour and a half. Oh, unreal! Um, and it's the, the joy of them is it's my mates that we yeah. grew up with who yeah. are lead characters. I'm not yeah. a lead character. I appear very rarely. In yeah, it. but you're like Hitchcock. They've become you know, I, you know, you know, Hitchcock. I, I, I look like Hitchcock actually. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, so they didn't say Itchy. No, I laughed too fucking heavy. I don't like that. <laughs> that was a laughter of recognition. You could have called. You do. You could have called your brother up on the uh, up on the vault bed, Hitchcock. <laughs> Oh, uh, was that itchy? Uh, <laughs> that happened later in life. Uh, I, I know it was a rubber mistake. Uh, so, like, so you know, I didn't know that you know about you. You'd read so many plays. And is that uh, something plays. that it's just a series of plays? It was all it's all called Mum Says. Yeah. So there was three. I well, the first one was the wee small one, and then the three full length ones. The first one was based on my stag weekend, um, where I got arrested, and then the other one was my uh, wedding. And the third one was about local elections. Were you arrested because you weren't drunk enough in your stag there? What was it? There? Do you want to tell the people what no, happened? Don't no, don't no. uh, <laughs> Did you get slightly drunk and they left you I, behind? You woke up in Portugal. Let's tell the, the way, people, right. The, what the, happened, Connor, was... What's going to happen is now I'm going <laughs> to let people... Imagine what happened. Right. So <laughs> he woke Let up. Your imaginations in, run wild. He woke up in Bundorn. Well, that's where the stag do was, and he ended up in Slego. So that's where it ends. Okay. No. And, uh, but uh, the actual the stag weekend was an oxygen music festival. That was my stag weekend. Deadly. But, yeah. No. Uh, who was headlining that? And, uh, Rage Against the Machine run. Yeah. And uh, um, no, sorry, Blur. <laughs> Blur. I'm not going to do the, the band, accent. Give us a wee the accent there. That I uh, had waited for so many years. Never got to see them in teenagers. Never had any money. Uh, never had any money to buy tickets. And then they obviously broke up for a while. Uh, and I got that drunk. I don't recall seeing Blur, uh, but apparently I seen them. You did. So your mates were there. They witnessed it for you. Did they? Mm, oh, they witnessed it all uh, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it was a brilliant concert, Connor. Yes, a great time. For his good uh, loved one, a partner out there, uh, it was totally fine. Totally fine. Totally Everything fine. Was fine. Everything uh, was fine. Yeah. So, Connor, on your uh, podcast, uh, you, you know, you talk about family, you know, and Dexter mm. and, and Yums, you, you talk about family life and, and what it's like being mm. a parent and uh, like. Listening to you there, you're really busy. You've got the your community work, which takes up a lot of hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're listening to a lot of people and helping them along the way. You've got you're writing the plays. Um, you uh, also have your podcast. And what people should know out there is, uh, you're also someone that uh, is very, 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 very busy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, so I'm sure you're, you know, you're shuffling uh, that uh, life work yeah. balance, which I know, I know what it's like yeah. and uh, uh, how many hours can you dedicate how much time yeah, you dedicate yeah. and uh, so uh, for people out there because I know you spoke about your, your family before mm-hmm. and uh, your, your daughter and, yeah. and different things so tell people a wee bit about if it's alright your life at yeah, home yeah. if that's okay uh, well, for yeah. it might help people out there <coughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> I mean I try to be as, as honest as I can about it because there's no point I mean there's no point hiding away from it um, it is reality but yeah I have two daughters so one's uh, one's actually in university now yeah. in uh, in Manchester she's away you were, this you year. were telling me you were, you, were, you were making that trip over made a trip over yeah. to see her. what's it like in. just on that part being a father dropping your daughter over 
uh, over there uh, was it? Uh, I feel so old. Like, uh, I feel very old. Did now. you feel I'm not letting her go over here? It, w- it was very. <laughs> <laughs> was it? <laughs> I was uh, going to say th- something really bad there. I'm uh, not going to say, say it. it. But, yeah, all right. Uh, I remember looking uh, on the way home, getting on the flight, and it was obviously our first time in our lives that that we went on a, a flight together, uh-huh. and, and she wasn't coming back with us. Uh, that's, uh, I was like, this is a this is a Kate and Jerry McCann scenario here, and I don't know <laughs> if I can... <laughs> I don't know if I could handle this. This is not... <laughs> was your heart pounding, friend? <laughs> Told you I was going to say... <laughs> cut, 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 but, cut. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> is that a bump bed or you're going to snip? <laughs> so, right, so you were over... Yeah, so and, uh, uh, where, did, was, where did you say the university was again? Uh, Man, uh, the Met, Manchester Met. Met. Manchester so Met. she's doing um, she's in fashion and, and uh, marketing or fashion and buying. So uh, Con Geddes was doing a, a show, and uh, so I went over to do warm up for him. So yeah. that was a, an excuse to get over and see the child. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so our younger daughter then is is Ruby. She's um, she's got a severe learning difficulty and a um, oh, a multitude of of conditions and things affecting her and stuff. So. Uh, it, she's 11 and a half now, she's 12 now in January. So it's kind of a, this last seven years, definitely, in a way, maybe eight, um, has been kind of. Uh, see all the stuff you list out there? The hardest stuff I have to do is, is Ruby. Like, yeah. Uh, all the other stuff is, is, is nothing. And yeah. even my, you know, even my day job, whatever. It's, yeah. it's got to the point now where when you're dealing with somebody with severe learning difficulties or severe challenging behaviors, it's a Going to work is a break. Yeah. Like, I, I look forward to a Monday morning. Yeah. <laughs> like, I never yeah. in my life did I ever yeah. look forward to Monday yeah. mornings. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, I can get to work to go and just have a break. You just have to yeah. work. Yeah. But yeah. at least you're not, uh, you know, um, none of my uh, staff members fire things at me. Uh, N- not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you don't want to get fired. You no, know I don't want to get fired. And, uh, so, uh, I suppose for people out there, and there's lots of people now, uh, I suppose, in the world, and it always has been dealing with, uh, uh, their their loved ones in yeah, different ways. Absolutely. And, yeah. uh, but well, there are, there are all there, we are carers in that sense. Yeah. Because you know, when it comes to some uh, Ruby scenario with with the older girl with Mia, it was you know when she was younger, let's get a babysitter. Yeah. You know, like any, like anybody listening, you know, yeah. you'll get a a cousin who's seventeen or eighteen yeah. to get come babysit. You can't do that. This, this is a caring role, so there's yeah. a completely different thing. But there are carers out there who not just dealing with kids, but they're also dealing with elderly, and they're you yeah. know, caring is a massive role. Yeah. There are some kids caring for parents. You know, uh, yeah. it's 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 a wide <coughs> spectrum of of people. You know, and it affects yeah. so many. Yeah. But I think it's one of those things, Paddy. You don't really. Th- I didn't. I never thought about it yeah. until it happens. Yeah. It's like a lot of things like in a lot life. Of things, and, yeah. uh, I didn't t- think about it. I, I had already. Developed Volunteered with the local Special Olympics just as a as a as a volunteer type yeah, thing, you know. Yeah. Done but I'd never really thought about what the day to day life must be like in a house, you know, like that. And especially when I see somebody that, that does have challenging behaviours back in the day, I'd always thought, "Jesus, you uh, know, I, I, I wonder what it's like." <laughs> uh, and I'm sure that, that would there be other people out there, maybe that that you know. That would chat to you. That maybe is an early stage, and you know, you yeah, know, we've, I've had quite a few of that this yeah, last number of yeah. years. Yeah, and and I love helping anybody out because yeah. that's all I can do is uh, uh, like be a listening ear, you know, because yeah. every child, uh, especially when it comes to children, everyone is so different. Yeah, and everybody's uh, every child's like triggers or things that sets them off or things their phobias over are all so different that you don't you know yeah. there is no one answer to it. Yeah, but uh, there are certain things like practical things you can help people with. Like this is how you got, you know, you can get a grant for this or you can yeah. help you know to help people because yeah. 
you're completely in the blind. Yeah. Well, you have a child that's, uh, especially with Ruby scenario where they kept saying to us, well, we don't know yet. Uh, yeah. Um, if somebody, if a child's born with a condition, yeah. you know, or something, you know, it's instant and you know they're born with they, that. They diagnose it. Yeah, quite, and they know yeah, right away. But yeah. when it comes to development. Yeah. So she has a global developmental delay, but at the time they were like, oh, no, she's only three. So, we, you know, we can't judge her yet. And then yeah. we got to four and she was like, well, she's, every child is different. And, you know, yeah. so we got to five and eventually then they, you know, I think she lasted about eight weeks in uh, primary one. It's like her father doing psychology. Um, she lasted about eight weeks. <laughs> and, uh, and then we eventually... But uh, and this is the other thing, if anybody's listening. You, I don't know why, and uh, the trust couldn't tell us why, but the trust aren't allowed to say to you, your child <coughs> needs to go to a special needs school. Why, why is that then? I have no idea. I don't know if... Is it legal issues? I, 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 as you know, in the community sector, it's usually the reason why there's a policy is because something must have happened legally at some point. Uh, so I don't know if some parent took offence at somebody from the trust suggesting this yeah. to them. I don't know what the reason yeah. is for it. I just know, I remember sitting around the table and pleading with these specialists, including yeah. the schools, and going, listen, we don't care about pride or shit. And I asked stuff. we want the best for this child. Yeah. Because she's that, your loved one, yeah. you want the best, Connor. Yeah. Does that mean she should be in a special needs school? We need your advice. Yeah. And they're like, well, this is a decision you're going to have to make yourselves. And you're like, fuck, I just want somebody uh, to guide us. <clears throat> so um, we did it. We, we just made the decision and instantly she changed. Yeah. Um, she was able to sleep all night, which uh, to us is a major thing. Uh, I know people yeah. are going, what, sleep all night? Uh, but uh, she yeah. ended up sleeping all night. Um, as, from day one of going into that special needs school, the sensory input and the stuff she was getting from the, the school yeah. and not feeling that she was under pressure to learn things. Yeah. They're, what they're doing in her school is teaching her life skills. Yeah. Like Ruby's <coughs> nearly 12 but can't use the toilet and can't dress herself, can't do any of that sort of stuff. So they're teaching, the, the principal said this the first day, our education here is teaching Ruby how to deal with her day. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be books, it's not going to be history, yeah. geography, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Um, so when we heard that from day one, we were like, right, okay, we know what this is. And uh, fair play to them, you know, they, they, they are, they, they try as well, they, yeah. they struggle with her, you know, because yeah. she is challenging. Like, but, yeah, but they, uh, they, 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 yet again, uh, with people you know out there, they're people that have dedicated their life oh, for change. Absolutely. And uh, they're credit to them. And uh, like Without the, the school, <coughs> Arvalee is the name of our uh, local special needs school. Yeah. I don't know, every, every town sort yeah. of has one. Yeah. Uh, angels, like, absolute. Yeah. I mean, the, the the work they do is for us as a family is unreal. Yeah. And um, do you think that it's uh, something um, as a country? You know, are we uh, behind on certain uh, things? Yeah, that, I don't definitely. know. I, I'm not in it. I resources, don't know. resource wise, we are um, a good example. And I'm going to get very serious now. No, you're all right. <laughs> oh, you're okay. You're all right. uh, so we would have had a thing called respite. Yeah. So there's respite care facilities in, there's one in Oma. And the respite would be that Ruby would go to, um, uh, it's called uh, Avalon House. So they go to Avalon and she'd be in for uh, maybe three nights. So it would mean that our, the rest of the family then could get a, basically just a recharge, uh, just to recharge yeah, the batteries yeah, and try yeah. and, you know, get yeah. yourself uh, into the mode again of yeah, coming yeah. back. And uh, so that stopped just around COVID time, obviously with the lockdowns and stuff. Yeah. And then it's never returned. Yeah. So we're now three years in nearly, and uh, we haven't had respite in, in nearly three years. So we got one, sorry, uh, a couple of weeks ago, but again, it was like less than 48 hours. Yeah. And, uh, we had to send her to Derry. You know, yeah. And why is that? Is that because, you know, we're, uh, we're nobody down in the, the hell or anything? Or is it, is it's it's a mixture of things. It's a mixture of things. So what's happened is 
we don't in the, we don't have any long term facilities here in the Western Trust. Yeah. So any long term facilities for for kids, especially with, with additional needs. So then Avalon had to be used in an emergency situation to to house long term yeah. uh, kids, and because of that, then they can't give any respite. So it's a it's because there's no resources of a, of a building ultimately yeah. of of a place for residential. Yeah. Um. But listen, you know that's. Uh, I'm constantly dealing with parents and talking to parents and, and, and you're obviously dealing with the trust and the education authority and stuff. Uh, which is amazing, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And, uh, and I, like, it's amazing. There's so many layers, isn't there? There's so many <coughs> layers and that's, it's, it's daunting to me. Yeah. And I'm 20 years in the sector. Yeah. I don't know how any other parent who doesn't deal with it. I actually went at an event last week and you'll know about this too, the jargon. Yeah. yeah. So we had this representative from the trust who... Was going through all the usual jargon uh, busters uh, to the point where I'm. I was actually watching, going, I wonder, do they test them? <laughs> like, do they get a pop quiz to go? Can you make this paragraph as complicated as possible? Yeah, yeah. So that only certain people can understand what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. And I think they can do because they uh, do so well. And I got to the point. I actually said to him, and I was like, "Listen, I'm in the sector, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But it's not fair <laughs> that all the parents here are expected to know what." these acronyms are and yeah. what band five and band six means uh, and all these different things. Uh, I think that's not, you know. That's like a weight loss program, get, band five and six, isn't get, it? Get, your, no. get, the, get rid of the jargon. Get rid yeah. of the jargonese and, and speak to people. And, because and grassroots people um, that say come across, Connor, for the first time, as you say, you've been in a long time and it was mm. daunting. It's bound to be really daunting for them individuals. Really, and Even getting information, you know, yeah. to, to, to take it to that. Because I know something I just wanted to say there, friend, uh, was that we'd be out in schools, you know, mm. and uh, like, and, and delivering some stuff. And I've found this last while that uh, uh, some of the schools have introduced like a sensory room. Yes. Which is a really good thing. And, thing, uh, yeah. and I think that uh, it's something that, uh, well, people talk that, like yourself, mm -hmm. knew it was always needed, but yeah. it, t it always takes time, you know. That Does, yeah. sometimes I think, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it's because um, a lot of our schools especially in the earlier or older schools and they're getting a patch That's frame it. here yeah. and a new wonder there. Hey boys, we'll get a new wonder. Look at <laughs> we done for you in the wee school no more. Yeah. We put new swinging doors in, you know, and yeah. it's still freezing inside. We've got radiators that look like something out of a fucking Star Wars movie yeah. about 14 foot wide. You know the ones you sit on and, <laughs> yeah. and, you, and you actually leave an imprint in your back. Well, we're very lucky. Arvely has, has a brand new school, so we're very uh, lucky. We're, we're very lucky. <laughs> you're poised. But there are a lot of schools out there, yeah, that don't have yeah. that. But you are noticing that schools are adapting thankfully yeah to add those sort of things like sensory rooms and stuff yeah and, that's and i really think good. it's a it's a it's a it's about education isn't it like people yeah. are learning more about yeah. uh conditions and, and how simple things that we take for granted and we are constantly with us with ruby we we are sometimes we're mesmerized by her yeah uh, as to like her hearing is supersonic yeah and i'm not exaggerating yeah. she can hear things that she can hear a car or a, a car door close from so far away that we've we've never we've not heard it. Yeah, and she's alert to it. Yeah, uh, if something moves, she's spotting it. But even simple things like this time of year, Christmas. Yeah, flashing lights everywhere. Aye. Uh, even when you go out for a drive, the towns all uh, that it's up, all that up. Yeah, it's all different. It's, <clears throat> yeah. it's such a amount of information to take in, and it, then you see the the reaction to it is the sort of challenging behaviours and and the tantrums and all these things come about because your order but has you changed. Think about it's not a yeah, that's, it, that's, and not only that, I have a, a cousin of mine was telling me recently she lives in Galway, and her child is, uh, is roughly the same age, and he 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 doesn't have the he has he's on the spectrum uh, on the autism spectrum, 
but he wouldn't have the the challenging behaviors that Ruby has or yeah. or the global development delay. He's very smart. He's very on the ball, yeah. very articulate, and can and can yeah. and talk very well and describe things to him. So they were driving through. They, they live in Limerick, and they were driving through the city, <coughs> and he needed his defenders, his ear defenders, the headphones. He asked for them to get them on, and when she got him out of the city, she said, "What happened?" He said, I could hear the till in the spar shop going Jeez. when they pressed the button and I could hear the lights of the traffic lights about to change and the noise of them. And it was just That's, like, things we don't hear. Yeah. And they're hearing every <coughs> single thing and it's driving them, you know. And, and the thing is, society Ruby, needs to uh, maybe, we need to you know, maybe, you things, know, because yeah. I mean, if society's built on this, you know, what was on in the past and you've got, uh, you know, New enlighteners coming mm. in, the young people, you know, as you say, in the aut uh, autism spectrum, they can be very intelligent, they can zoom in on a lot of good yeah. things. And I think it's about... Because Ruby could never tell us. Yeah. She could never let us know what's yeah. annoying her. We, yeah. we, we know she's annoyed, but we have uh, no idea what it yeah. is. So it's a different type of sense type you of thing, need to yeah. have. I, but you're constantly, yeah, so you're constantly <laughs> observing, you're constantly learning. But you think of the, like, here, I, I remember seeing the census from 1901. And this is how far... Either we've come or how far behind they were, but there was three categories, um, and if you want to call it today, it would be disability. But there was three categories: idiot, imbecile, or lunatic. That was they were they were the official terms. So an idiot was somebody with learning difficulty, uh, an imbecile was somebody with physical disability, and then a lunatic was somebody with mental illness. Now we know so much about it now. Like yeah. idiot, imbecile, and lunatic could describe us three. Yeah, in today's world, you know what I mean. <laughs> we but, a mixture of it all. <laughs> but, but at that time, that's that's how little they knew about yeah. what's going on. You know, so now we have progressed so far, yeah. and people are, you know, this whole crack of um, oh, autism is just a, it's a new thing, and it's, you're like, no, we're just getting better at identifying it. Yeah. We're getting better at realizing this is what that actually is. Yeah, and how many <clears throat> have went through yeah. the decades that weren't diagnosed and weren't you people know, walking down the road and I remember uh, uh, I know in this town you know chatting to my mother at the time and uh, um, you would ask about certain people mm -hmm. you know and uh, you would just say oh they're just they're a wee bit different Aye. you know and uh, but she didn't put them down or anything yeah, you know yeah, and yeah. she knew the the, the 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 parents of this individual but it's sort of you're right I think uh, human information uh Trials and errors, I suppose, mm -hmm. over the years, Constant Connor, Jesus and uh, oh, and yeah. uh, so and and what happens then within all them trials and errors is uh, specialists come out of them um, yeah. because they're sent here to, to be that way and yeah. to try and understand it. And I think that uh, I've said it before. I think it's just that sometimes um, we, we've done projects with uh, young adults with mm -hmm. autism, and uh, <clears throat> we found at the start that. Uh, the heads roll down, Connor, and yeah. uh, uh, but by the end, it took a couple of years of the project. Mm -hmm. They were standing up in front of uh, really? uh, you know the funders delivering uh, what was a play mm -hmm. and uh, talking about it, and uh, and some of them got jobs, mm -hmm. not them all, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, but uh, as I say, we we, we we always say to funders, you can't quantify <clears throat> that. No, but that progression and that development is priceless, uh, unreal. Somebody with their head to the ground and then it's lifted. There's no evaluation form or survey you can capture that with. What the microphone? Stand up and in public in front. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the, the change from that to that. I've always said it for so many years going, that has to be quantified in some way. Yeah. Because that is a massive change. Yeah. That has boosted yeah. somebody's confidence to such a level. But there's no there's no piece of paper I can ever describe it. No, it's, and what the funders, I suppose, should know, friend, and you've been in this situation too, is that um, like it's very hard to uh, explain um, 
you know, you don't want to expose anyone. No. That's all right to say. And uh, because everyone's equal yeah. and uh, and they all have their strengths and we all have weaknesses, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But uh, seeing that happen and uh, like even uh, an example of the, the project too was, uh, <clears throat> um, which made me a bit sad, was that uh, um, a few of them hadn't got any friends, Connor, at oh, all. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so uh, I kind of wriggled up uh, that Port Rush would be a good place to go to. Right. A few of them uh, uh, got their test and all on the course, you know, okay. and so they went to, uh, to Port Rush uh, for a day and they also went to Belfast for a day and mm-hmm. one of them saying to me that one of them must have been, into, had never been, I suppose, in mm-hmm. uh, a record store before. Right, and, uh, okay. So uh, that's a big famous one in Belfast. We'll yes. not plug them. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> like the water. <laughs> Tell you want to fund me in Connor's podcast, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which will happen again. Uh, uh, voices from over the hills. <laughs> but uh, uh, they were talking about, like one of them, huh, he was in there just listening to the music all the time, Paddy. But he had never been in there. The excitement okay. of being in a record. I know people out there listening uh You've said it earlier on, old friend. Uh, a lot of things in life we take for granted. Absolutely. And only when something comes to your front door yeah. do you realize you research it, you feel it, mm-hmm. you hurt in there, mm-hmm. you know it, oh, and uh, you feel you're on your own. Yeah. And uh, so you, you work it out and you hope everything comes out of the other side and it's, it's all right. Yeah. So I think, I suppose what I would be saying and why I'm mentioning this, Connor, is that I believe a course like that should have been kept going, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it was just a situation of the fountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had parents uh, and that I should say were really worried about their, their, course, their yeah, kids before this, the course yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah. And like Tierney and Nathan and Ryan and Stella and all, all they, it took everybody to, mm-hmm. to you know, and to be chatting to them. I suppose I was just the old Hitchcock in and out chatting and cracking and, yeah, yeah, and well. trying to get, you know, where they were at. Yeah. And uh, they still contact me. Uh, we've still got contact well, with them all. There. There's, and, there's, uh, there's your post-evaluation feedback. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I get mad ones in the middle of the night. And, and uh, <laughs> actually, I should say, I got a, to get a reference for one of them that was on the course uh, just the other day. Um, he's uh, going to be a bus driver. Really? So, uh, you know, and he was a man that had many ideas. Uh, mm-hmm. He went through to being a scientist, to mm-hmm. be this, to be that, mm-hmm. to be an R, and, uh, and we didn't really know where to, to pull him in. But he sent that to me and uh, hopefully he'll get that job. Maybe, maybe, and yeah. I thought I'd just mention that out there and uh, because I suppose we're both in a world of funders and sometimes oh. you're right, Connor. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to evaluate, but I always say if... Uh, when there's a showcase or anything on, funders should come to it Absolutely. and they should feel it and they should yeah. take a wee look around and, and see the parents or see the, the guardians, mm-hmm. uh, whoever that is, and see how they're reacting. Yeah. And if, if they want evaluation, sit between them and say, what did your son or daughter get out of this? Yeah. What, what has been the change? What just has been the change? Feedback directly. Do you know, yeah. just uh, and if, it, if it means that they were able to go to a local coffee shop and mm-hmm. get a coffee and say nothing to nobody, have that coffee, look around and go, success and uh, like we had uh, individuals that weren't going out of their house and eventually um, they were coming here they were walking here you Mm -hmm. know so they're big things too massive things and and so it's uh, because there is that uh, I always I I, I, same as you I kind of get a wee bit sad and I think of especially with Ruby she's so young and and she doesn't really understand but she has no friends you know she doesn't have anybody and uh, she can't she doesn't get invited 
to birthday parties now or anything like that. You know, and because yeah. and we also understand why, because she yeah. can't go to them. She, I mean, she yeah. goes, she, she would fucking wreck the place. Uh, um, but it doesn't but matter. It's sad it, it, for you, it makes it, it makes it difficult. You, uh, feel sorry, you know, so you're you're trying to do as much as you can then to compensate for that. Yeah. You know, but you still never stop worrying. Uh, you know, even if it's something small to get, oh, she's uh, not going to, she's missing this party or that uh, party. And, Perelle Mia, the older daughter, Kenny gets uh, forgotten about. Uh, She's in the fucking city living by herself, uh, and, uh, and I should be more worried about that. Uh, but you just don't have the headspace to. Uh, you but have you to know, that Mia's fine. You oh know, yeah, yeah, that's and, a joy of FaceTime <laughs> every and, night. We're chatting uh, like so. And yeah, so it's no like, and 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 I suppose um, she understands that uh, the love she has for you, your good wife. Uh, um, her sister mm-hmm. uh, is, is strong, you oh, know. Yeah, so you, yeah. you you yeah. you needn't you needn't have to worry about that. Now I wanted to ask about uh, music, you know, because yes. uh, um, you know, because we're chatting away here, and uh, people should know that uh, I didn't say at the start, you know, like community worker, performer, singer, <laughs> <laughs> songwriter, uh, no, jibble writer. <laughs> uh, my name's Connor. Welcome to Sunday Book Club. <laughs> I'd say you'd be good at doing a book club. Oh so here, God. I think the last I wrote a song. I think the last song I wrote was for my GCSE music. <laughs> the hills of Omar are alive. Like I love, hear, I love I my Omar. I would not like to hear that today. <laughs> but here, so your favorite uh, band? You know, when you're growing up, like band mm. or song, or who who would have been your favorite album? I, I kind of got very obsessed with you too when I was yeah, younger, which yeah. uh, is uh, something you should admit out loud these days. Um, but I remember. But you weren't to know what was to happen. Well, you actually, you know what? I actually, I actually started liking them when when they first started being yeah. hated. Yeah, they've been hated twice in their career. <laughs> <laughs> oh! So uh, the nineties, uh, they were very much not liked uh, during yeah. that time. And then uh, round about the Slain concerts, uh, uh, beautiful day, and all that uh, sort of stuff, they came back into uh, everybody liked them again, uh, and now week. everybody hates them again. Uh, so <laughs> I've seen. So when I started listening to them, nobody liked them, uh, uh, and I was loving that that nobody yeah, liked them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that was my thing. But I I I grew up in a house. Even you just mentioned they're singing like a country. There's no country in our house. There was uh, no country anywhere uh, near me. Deadly. So I had one uncle was mad about you two. One was mad about Thin Lizzy. Uh, my aunt was mad about NXS. Um, live, was, baby, live. Yeah, there was always decent music yeah, going on. Yeah. Even so, when I go to my granny's house, that's what I'd be hearing. Yeah. It wouldn't be my granny with Radio Ulster uh, on. Really. It would be Thin Lizzy's fucking Life uh, and Dangerous uh, playing upstairs and vinyl. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so that was always around me. So my music taste uh, was way advanced. A lot younger than I yeah. should have been. Did you like to sing along with the tunes? When you oh were yeah, I loved uh, it. Oh, I thought uh, it was great. Uh, I thought I what, was. What what tunes did you just with your aunt, you know? Oh, anything. I would, uh, I would have always sang with anything. Uh, yeah. Um, if something's on, I'll, I would always give them the go. And uh, dancing in the moonlight was something I always loved. Doom. Yeah. Uh, we should stand up. Stand up with you. Stand up there, man. Stand up with you, man. Fuck up, stand up. Stand up. Going to do. We're going to do a dummy bass. Oh, I like to sit in bass with you. Oh, you session boys. You session boys are all the same. Them session boys are far too dear to pay. I'm just not a country man. Tell me the chords there, Sammy. No, a fantastic album and a fantastic man full full in it. And so, so that was my early, and then and then. I kind of, I kind of got a wee bit obsessed with the commitments soundtrack. Yeah. Well, what we the should, film and the soundtrack. I kind of got. I love that. Well, what we should say to the good people out there? Um, you do a show called The Committed. A band, yeah, and should I band, say yeah. to people that I haven't must said that? You know what I mean? I've said a few dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I've said a few dude words. So the committed is the committed is, is yeah. and so uh, it's it, just a band, yeah, it's just yeah, a tribute band, yeah. But the thing is, it's a tribute band. But you've you've had a lot of 
you know, you, as you, I remember you chatting to me the first time about it and thinking, ah, just go and do it for the crack and see how it goes yeah, and blah, blah, about, blah. Yeah. And now it's like, you know... Yeah, now it's become like an Oma. Like, it's it's the... Uh, it's it's gained quite a reputation. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. Um, I think it's... I always say this, the music is timeless. Yeah. So, you know, whether it's Otis Redding or Wilson yeah. Pickett or, you know, the the, Mar- the Marvelettes and all that stuff. Um, and the commitments, if you don't know what the commitments is, is from the book, Roddy Doyle and then the yeah. film. Um, and the commitments were a covers band. Yes. So all they did was cover yeah, solo yeah, hits. Right. Yeah. So we do the same. So we Get take it. the ones that they made famous, like Mustang Sally and Midnight Hour and Dar- uh, Take Me to the River and all that sort yeah. of stuff. And then we add in the sort of classic soul hits of um, Knock on Wood and Soul Man and that sort of stuff. Uh, but it's a it's a hefty hefty unit of a uh, of a set list. <laughs> it's hey. a hefty unit of a set list. <laughs> Mustang Sally, yeah. yeah and you're so, the main man. On, on, I, I'm the yeah, I'm lead singer. Yeah. You're lead singer. And like as I say, uh, you were just saying there that your last gig was 350 people sold out, and you're yeah. thinking about moving the gig maybe on, uh, on on the road. Well, we're talking about doing. Uh, the biggest problem is we. First of all, this came about because I, of two reasons. I started stand-up as a hobby. Yeah. And then it started to become like a job. Yeah. Uh, with no, no complaints, like, but uh, it just, you know, I didn't have a hobby then. Yeah. So, but at the same time too, because I was doing so many more gigs, I have this thing that <laughs> when I'm driving home from a gig, I'll sing to keep myself awake. Good man. So I'll what sing. kind of wee songs would you sing? Well, I'll sing anything, but uh, I'll be singing. But then the, the more gigs I was doing, the stronger my voice was getting. Because you were exercising. Because I was re- rehearsing, I was practicing yeah, like yeah. anything. I just don't get a chance to. And then that's where the band came about from. I was like, you know, I, I, I think my voice is at the point now where I can, I can give it a go. Because it's Andrew Strong. You He's know, a pretty mighty it's, singer. It's a it's a hefty vocal. Like uh, there's a lot of gravel hefty unit vocal. Hefty unit vocal as well. Oh, yeah. um, the, the gravel and stuff, and it's it's a. Can it's, it be sore? You need to you control it. Or our you... band will never ever perform two nights in a row, uh, ever because uh, I couldn't do a second night. Uh, no way. So there'll be no word tour then. You know. You know, like we know Paris no, story. The, the world tour of Ahi Arn. <laughs> there's there's no, not even no, a Paris story. No. Well, you don't slip over the mountain, the green castle. We're, we're talking, we're talking, uh, <laughs> we're, well, that, and then that's the other thing. So I, when I said, I, a, f- a few musician friends of mine, I said to them, listen, you know, would you be interested? They said, yeah. I said, okay, find me the rest because I don't, you know, I wasn't in the music scene, mine was a comedy scene. So uh, the problem is I wanted it to be exactly like the commitments. So it's a ten-piece band. So there's ten people Jeez. on stage, and it's uh, so when you. Is add it, in, it's all the musicians from Oma or surrounding area. All from Oma, and uh, recently we've had two new members because uh, uh, one of our we've two couples in the band. Yeah, uh, men and women, and one of the couples had a baby, so we had to get new people, and so we got two new uh, uh, committed people from uh, Letterkenny. Letter County. Right, so, Fair play. Yeah. So we've we've. And how did that, that come about? Did you advertise or did you just? No. Yeah. One of the, one of the guys in the, the brilliant. Do you remember Aiden? They come up here. Uh, the drummer. Yeah. And he, so he's he would be a session drummer. Or such, That's so that's deadly. Yeah. yeah so you, we, the time we done we should say we yeah. done a wee yeah. drum circle with Connor's mm-hmm. group and uh, but that so. So yeah, the, so every uh, at limits where we can play, uh, there's very few stages can take ten people because yeah. you're ten people, then you've mic stands and music stands uh, and all that. It takes amps and all that uh, sort of stuff. Yeah, so yeah. ten people uh, wasn't a great idea. I don't know why. Uh, I come up with like it. we put <laughs> the ten people in the back. We were trying to do. We had a wee tipping all earlier on. We were measuring me and you, Connor. <laughs> and yeah, I was saying, what size in. is that section there? And you were saying, we bought more party, we bought more. And to be honest, to you, we were down chip chop down the town. <laughs> but the ten we had everybody on and our, our sound check. 
customer's farmer saying, Jesus Christ, boy, I'm trying to get onto the shop here. And, uh, but uh, so uh, did I read somewhere else that you're a, a Sergeant Peppers, a Lonely Hearts uh, yes, Club? Yes, uh, 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 probably... That or Abbey Road are probably uh, one of my favourite Beatles yeah. albums, yeah. And, uh, um, Sergeant Pepper was probably the first one because it was so mainstream, if you want to call yeah, it that, and famous. Yeah. When I was younger, I, I remember getting that. But I, I do have very, I, I've, I've, uh, very eclectic taste in music, except for dance music. I'm not into... When, when I was younger, a teenager, you were either a raver or a grunger. Yeah. Now, I know grunge was only one small little slight genre uh-huh. of music, but uh-huh. it meant guitar-based or... Uh, dance based. So, uh, so you were, I, I you were never, on the tracky. No, never did. Never you, went to. Never went to raves because whenever were the, you the grunger head down. Exactly when the raves were on, we were playing in some shitty. We can hold the twenty people in a band. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you were. But Wembley. there were six hundred at the rave. But you were at oh, in my head, I was Aye. a Wembley. Yeah, Wembley. Hi, boy. Do you know any Brian Adams? <laughs> <laughs> do you hurt? Do you play hurt so good? <laughs> I'm fucking hurting looking at you, boy. <laughs> um, we did do a couple. You know, even back. Then I'm just thinking about that because I remember somebody came up to me going, I can't. It was an older man, like, yeah, going, I can't believe you're playing music to get because it was, um, Long Train Run, Doobie Brothers, yeah. And he, he that's was a belter tune, that's a belter tune, but he uh-huh. was mesmerized. He was like, What? He's playing yeah. this, and and so for us, we had such a wide range, uh-huh. you know, and that's the joy of music, you can just pick it from any genre. Like, but, but that there's too, I suppose, uh, trying all them songs, built your vocal to what it is now, and I suppose even for comedy, yeah. you need to look after your, you know, uh, comedy doesn't do the damage that the yeah. singing does. Because uh, again, like I say, it's so gravelly and it's so um, realistically, I probably should have about fifty percent of the song should be brought down a key, but, uh, uh, <laughs> but uh. um, it does it, it works. But it's it's a hard shift, and you know it's 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 two hours. If I could create all. concrete to sponsor you. You know, a, a lot of that stuff, you know, the gravity <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and just fill your boots. <laughs> just cement you, you up. can't move. Cement you up. He was telling So coming back again to the uh, the hefty unit mm-hmm. tour. Uh, Thursday, 29th of December in the Silver Birch Hotel for the committed, by the way, if anybody's listening. Thursday. I, you know Thursday, what? I know the Silver December. Birch Hotel. I played in the cover band many, many years ago and I was in the Silver Birch. It's just outside Oma. Yes. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. And, and it was all done up again, the hotel. Recently done up. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I must have made it a function of boulevards and sausage rolls. <laughs> and what do you call them weird things? Chicken nuggets. <laughs> No, the ones that no, the ones weird things. Uh, do you know the way they're shaped like fucking chicken feet? You know, the, oh, the uh, goujons. Uh, 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 the boys, uh, four feet, please. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we were that up to date, but sort of, you know, sort of this delicatessen. Yeah, I've just fried oh, up six legs there. You you're know, one step away from uh, getting the jam. Give me bomb. six blackbird legs there, please, <laughs> with a bit of vinegar on them. Uh, so the likes of so the tour's been on, and this I should mm. say to people. You, you know, you have supported some really big names over the years in comedy. Mm. and uh, I've been quite lucky, actually, yeah. Yeah, I'm and because uh, yeah, like, in here one night, uh, Colin Murphy, you were in tour with Colin. Yeah, and I'm back uh, out one now in, in uh, New Year. Yeah. There you are, and we'll just put a wee call out, Colin, you're most welcome back in, uh, mm-hmm. laughs in the loft. Would you say that yes, with me? absolutely. I think you should uh, get in his car, get some <laughs> new material, go the wrong road, I, like, go the wrong road like last time. Like last time. Uh, I've already pulled in a favour, he's doing dailies for me now in December, so uh, I don't know if I'm getting another one out of them, but we might, you never know, you never know. I will send Colin a selection box of the finest chocolate he has ever witnessed this side of the Rio Grande. And I know he's a very uh, a very popular man and yes. it will be the best chocolate, you uh, know. Of course. Belgium chocolate flown in from Afghanistan via Morocco, right through the middle of the Brazilian forest and out the other side. The you'll, best chocolate you'll ever eat, young you'll have to do the uh, You'll have to do a Kevin Hart for him. Yeah. Uh, the boys had to go and... and uh, 
the promoters had to go on the first gig that he appeared, had to go to Dublin to get two uh, bottles of tequila, which were 330 euro each. I will get a bottle so of the best. Your chocolates better be good. Now. I know, I can get I, Well, then, if all goes wrong, we'll get a vintage bottle of potching. Because I know. Rum or purdy. Do you know, do you know what do you call whiskey distillers? The specialist boys you know that, well, let's just say they make whiskey, but we have specialized. The cask masters? Uh, potching stillers. The life and story of John Edmonds from the Six Towns Road up that way there, just beyond Noma. You know what I mean, brother? You're writing it off there. You do like we can make a fortune for this. I, I think, but Connor. So I should say to people that uh, the only gig that's uh, the not sold out by the time this is coming is the Brickworks. Yes, in Derry. Yeah, and the ninth. Uh, the eighth. Eighth. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, of December. Yeah. Eighth so. of December, and uh, I suppose for. Anyone out there listening that's in the Derry City area, mm-hmm. Dungiven, sir. Oh, I will take them from all angles. Claudy, sir. Claudy, Muff. We'll take you from anywhere. Feeney, sir. Don't give a fuck. <coughs> Feeney's just over the mountain there. Get, it is a real place. <laughs> You're looking at me. Oh, You're Feeney. looking at me oh, there. I've been in Feeney before. Feeney, the man's yeah. been in Feeney. Fine place to live. <laughs> Good fresh air. Oh, plenty of fresh air. You just come out and go. <laughs> you just breathe in Feeney and sing Mustang Sally. All you and want is fresh air. Feeney has got it for you. <laughs> Feeney has got it for you. So uh, out there, for people that should know uh, that love the wild and love open air spaces <laughs> Feeney the new destination for life <laughs> you're getting funding from the tourism board you get some money in here <laughs> if you got a tourism board badge behind us there so now Connor this podcast here uh, we do different ones you know uh-huh. like yourselves you've you've got uh, the deck there and you mm-hmm. have the breakaway podcast yes and uh, it's for patrons yes so I suppose with, with us some of the podcasts we do we get support with them, but we're trying now to come out with uh, the Small But Massive brand of podcast okay. with me at the front that uh, we're going to go out and ask patrons. But the, what we're trying to do with the patrons, Connor, is trying to get uh, just fundraise for this building. Do you right, know what okay, I mean? Yes. With yep. all and just hate everything else that goes on. And look, one pigeon and a farmer might come in or uh, I don't know who might yeah. come in. But uh, I suppose for me... Uh, Looking at you, total respect. You have done it, you, you and Mickey. And uh, do you want to tell me how it goes for the people out there that I may want to ask to come in? Yeah. And, and um, well, the way we put it, we don't have any sponsorship. So we have purposely um, avoided sponsorship. I think you'll notice that Manscaped seems to have <laughs> sponsored every podcast in existence. And crack, sack, and back. Crack, sack, and back stuff. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's the Drippertown company, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, ours is called Crack, Sack, and Scratchy Back. So it's slightly different. <laughs> if you see them appearing behind me, you know they're local. All right? And one of them's called Scythe. <laughs> and ours called Clippers. Come on, boy. We'll get you sorted out now. Pop your hands up there. We'll start with underarms. Aye, <laughs> aye. Right, right, crack, sack, and back scratcher. They're, yeah, they're, they're everywhere. The ones, they're uh, so, they, yeah, they sponsor so many. So, um, we, we, we're not going to turn down money if anybody offered us, uh, but at the same time, we just sort of like the idea that we could make it um, community oriented. That yeah. our only sponsorship, but the only income we have from it is from our patrons. Yeah, and uh, so we've kept that up um, <laughs> much to um, much to our dismay sometimes. But uh-huh. uh, no, we we thought it's a tough corner to start it, to get people on. Oh, uh, absolutely, to- yeah, and 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 it's um, I'm very blessed that I have what I would consider the best comedian in the country sitting beside yeah. me. So yeah. when you have that, then you're constantly getting quality. Yeah. And that, that, that 
plays a big part, especially if you have put yourself out there as a comedy podcast. Yeah. Well, you need to be fucking funny. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's yeah, the thing. So the good thing is, Mickey is obviously, as you know, hilarious. So and you're top together. You're well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I've always, from day one, said I, I, I see myself as the wingman. Do you know what uh, I mean? Even when he he first came to me and said, "Do you want to do a podcast?" I was like, oh, "He's a sergeant major. Absolutely. He's, is he a sergeant major? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> he's a sergeant major in the sense that he's the one who won't fuck up. Uh, but." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like the way you looked at me there. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, the way I, I, I've always done that, I mean, uh, he's just, he's relentless. You know, he's, yeah. he's always coming up with new stuff. He's yeah. always trying new stuff. And actually what it's done is, is it's improved me as a comedian Yeah, by watching him in action. Yeah. You know, when you're just floating about doing your own thing at your own pace and all the rest, and then you spend actual time with this, mess <laughs> of a man who comes out with absolute gold uh, like every 15 minutes uh, yeah. he's the most annoying fucker I've ever uh, met <laughs> and uh, you know but that that then helps the, the actual podcast so yeah. we we go to spin then and saying listen um, if you become a patron because you can do it in, in different tiers if you're listening listen Paddy asks you you can do as little as you can afford you know you can do a one one dollar tier which isn't mm -hmm. even a pound well it's close to a pound these days mm -hmm. but um, so we do one dollar three dollar and five dollar and it's totally up to yourself. Freeze tears, different things. Oh, and does it all go through? Is that because it's an American site? It's in dollars? Uh, I've always really, wondered no. that. What I mean, way does it, you can, it Or does, does it make it more international? It makes it more international. You can... Um, it doesn't really matter which one you choose. Whether uh, you choose pounds or... It doesn't uh, matter. You can choose that. But um, it's just about... You, you decide the tier. And then you decide what it is that's extra. So what would what would what would encourage somebody to go from the $3 tier to the $5 tier? Mm -hmm. So what we do is the videos are the $5 tier. Yeah. Audio only is a three. You know, that's right. Yeah. So there's things that you can do, but every time we do it, we always say to them, listen, this exists because of you. you. Yeah. yeah. Not because of you. We started it for, you yeah. know, without it. but at the moment when we have producers and people to pay yeah. and stuff, yeah. you know, there's, it, it <coughs> yeah. couldn't happen without the people. And there's, I mean, you think of, uh, uh, the Yes podcast has been there and there's a lot of American comedians. Mm. I know Nathan listens to a lot and, you know, it's your show and all and Tierney and all. It, but I suppose. You've started a new thing, and, and I think it's a great form for comedians like yeah. yourself on tour because all of a sudden you're well, sitting there, I'm, I'm going on tour, yeah. <clears throat> and I'm going to do this, I'm going to yeah. do that. Whereas before that, there would be no podcast, and then you would have been out there and you would have had to pay for this advertising, this, well, and then that's it that, you, a man yeah. do you know what I mean? It basically becomes our own wee sort of PR machine. Yeah. You know, Mickey sold out the, the Waterfront Hall. From, from obviously from a skill as stand up, but also yeah. by promoting it in the podcast. That's amazing. And you know, even for me, who I, I've been a club comic is what I've, I would be known as. Yeah. So I've never done a big venue yeah. or done a tour, you know. So yeah. I've always been in the background. But even yeah. for me, I'm able to now, I'm not selling out venue, yeah. big venues. But you've anything, sold but out most yeah, of your yeah, venues so it, far, yeah, which but, is people you a, know you have sold them out yeah, so far, you a, know. It's a starting point, you know, to go on <clears> yeah. from. But that came about from the podcast. So, we, so we're very grateful for that. But um, the, the actual other side is the, the, the conspiracy theory side of things yeah. was the other episode. Yeah. And then we we didn't understand how how popular that was until yeah. we moved it across. That was the reason we moved to Patreon in the first place, was to uh, keep that away from the comedy podcast. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because it's then different. It turned out that's, that's maybe as popular, if not more, than uh, the other one. So uh, but so. I suppose it, uh, but you've got two different, maybe two different audiences. Completely audience. different, yeah. Because uh, I, I find that, like, uh, with the... You know, we done the music ones, and then mm -hmm. on the small but massive, and then um, and I've interviewed some great uh, people uh, since we started it. But the likes of the uh, the voices from the Spurn ones, mm -hmm. it's took a different role. It's took you know, 
it seems to be a lot of people listen to it and they like the story of the past. They like yeah. hearing about companies. They like hearing about um, arts and culture. Maybe someone in front of me. Mm-hmm. Like, I do. I, I, it's I, amazing how many uh, expats around the world yeah. are listening in to podcasts. There you go. That's their link to home. Yeah. Because they can't watch UTV news. They yeah. can't get, you know, yeah. their link to home is podcast. So yeah. that's how they keep up to date. So, how do you find that with you, with your podcast? Yeah. I mean, for the last couple of months, um, England has finally overtaken the North here for statistics Jeez. because of the amount of, uh, you know, I assume they're expats yeah. that are over there. And, and the same thing applies. I didn't realize until I went to Manchester a couple of weeks ago when I went with uh, Colin. And obviously, it, I realise afterwards what's happening is if they listen, if they're in England or they're in Manchester and they're listening to Colin, they're also listening to Shane, they're also listening to me and Mickey, they're listening yeah. to Keir, they're listening to all yeah. of them. So I was unannounced. I I, I wasn't announced as a warm-up. I was just yeah. a warm-up act. So when I came out, there was like a gasp. So I was like, oh my God. King Connor's right. But I had no idea. I was like, what the fuck's wrong? What's and then I realised, oh, they all listened to the podcast too and didn't know I was coming. And then, that's brilliant. So then they all messed me up. I didn't know you were coming. Uh, I was like, I didn't think I had to tell you. Uh, you know what I mean? I didn't brilliant. know it was something. Brilliant. But showing you that, that it's making an impact. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah and and, and I think that uh, you're totally right there because um, it's a strange phenomenon because sometimes uh, I kind of stopped over in the, the shop or whatever and, uh, you know, and like sometimes I'd be interviewing people and, they're maybe 80 years of age and mm-hmm. they've got a whole life of stories and and uh, and not everybody's still here, they'll mention that, but there's a lot of people are and what's happening is the kids are bringing in and yep. showing it to them and, and yep. I think that's what would happen with yourselves as yeah. well. The, 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 the older generation would still be hit the same way the younger generation would be hit, but seeing back home, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that and, whole and, thing about home. And this, do you know what one of the loveliest things we've witnessed was at, at a couple of our live shows his father and sons out together to come and watch it. There you go. There you are. And I and I remember chatting to one of the sons. There going, you go. Take your dad, and he goes, "Our dad put us onto the podcast. Uh, Our dad loves it." I was like, "That's uh, mental." That but it's not good. Like, it's class. So it's intergenerational. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and that helps all around because at the end of the day, dad's there now at the gig. Son will be there for the next yeah. whatever. And well, then, I just in my head, I was going, "There's nothing. There's yeah. nothing that I would go to with my dad apart yeah. from a pub to uh, drink pints." Uh, and even then, I wouldn't go out one. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I was like, uh, this is so, this is class. I think this is unreal. That yeah, there's something that they yeah. have a shared interest in that they wait for each week and then discuss it. And I was like, that's, that's deadly it, relationship. It, it, it is a new technology that's actually, uh, um, you mentioned earlier on there, and maybe uh, people should uh, know that you started all in lockdown. Mm-hmm. Same as yourself. Well, no, actually, were you was, there before? It, it, we, were, we were just six weeks before. <laughs> there you go. And it was almost serendipitous. Like, I, I said to Mickey recently, I was like, I was, I was at the Empire and he was on mm-hmm. and we were standing outside having the smoke. I had already started a podcast with a, f- a mate of mine from Oma, uh, Best of the Best podcast, mm-hmm. uh, where we just dissect an album or a TV show uh, or a movie, you know, uh, so it wasn't the did comedy your, based did, one. Did the person still do the podcast? Did you we, we we continued a bit. We don't do it as often. Uh, um, uh, I do get a lot of stick for that, obviously. Uh, uh, I, I dumped him for Mickey. Uh, um, but, so did you two-time him? <laughs> two-time him. So I had the, <laughs> Outside I, of the bra, first know, or what? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey's got a quite a couple of uh, mandarins there looking at you. Uh, he's, he's only allowed to video now. He's not allowed to touch. So I, uh, <laughs> we had the arms and the mics and the and the digital recorder. Yeah. So that's when Mickey said to me, he goes, you fancy in the podcast? I was like, yeah. and and we were only to do five or six episodes because he was heading to Australia. Yeah, to go away. For he a seems so, to go to Australia a lot. Well, he's back there now. Aye. But the, after the sixth week, the lockdown hit and Australia was cancelled. Mm-hmm. And next thing, we were weekly, and then we were doing quizzes on a Friday night, and then we were doing agony hours and. 
Because we did a... <laughs> you and Agnard. We did Agnard. Give me a wee line there. Who rang you up? Like, Jesus, boy. Oh, uh, we had... Was so there some bad ones? Some fucking Was there up. some... So was it, was, <laughs> it was Friday nights. People were drinking. We were drinking. Uh, so we, we we just took advantage of the of the piece of kit we bought, the roadcaster uh, thing that had Bluetooth built in. Deadly. So the phone calls came through. That was late, And recorded everything. And it was chaos, but it was also lovely chaos yeah. because we were the first ones to do it. And I don't think anybody's tried it since, to be honest uh, to open up. We didn't use any of our mobile numbers. We got a, a SIM card, put it on the phone, uh, and said, right, the phone line is open, now ring us. You got an old burnt phone, no? Old burner phone. Uh, burner phone. And uh, <laughs> so then, that, that was, that's, and then it became weekly, and then, as I say, things just sort of took off. Yeah, there, um, and, you know? and, and sort of listening to you there, you nearly know the ones now that you do that, that you're, Listenership and your patrons yeah. are wanting. Yes, absolutely. And, yeah. uh, you know, does your patrons speak back to you a lot? Oh, and, all the time. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> yeah. And it's a great community because we also we do a bonus episode on Patreon where we will take questions from them. Yeah, and answer I've all seen the that. questions that's, and that's, the comments. That's and stuff really like good. That. But uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's our own. It's a it's a community in itself. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and, and 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 it's a growing community all the time because yeah, in Northern Ireland, a lot of the comedians seem to be doing it now. Even the ones that didn't do it before are doing it and building. They're new, sort of, yeah, new they're networks. all sort of coming in and building, and because I think they see the the benefit of it. Like yeah. they talk about the ticket sales and stuff. But you'll also see, uh, especially if you watch Mickey, you'll also see sometimes a seed is planted in a conversation on the podcast. Yeah. And next thing you see him on stage <coughs> with this whole. 10 minute bit that's based uh, around uh, something you know so he you stole see your we, material no, 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 no. he stole your material didn't he basically just, <laughs> just something spews out of his mouth right? Uh, he forgets about it and uh, then a week later somebody mentions him and he goes oh I must go back to that next uh, thing it's in the waterfront hall you're uh, like what how the fuck did that happen <laughs> he expands on it <laughs> oh, uh, well no, that's something I just wanted to say because I know with a small but massive podcast Connor hmm. thanks for explaining that I'm going to be out there asking people to, to become uh, patrons and hmm. uh, support the kind of work we're doing and uh, hopefully Thanks for well, explaining that. Well, that's the way that. we put it. We always say, listen, you get bonus episodes, but you also support the podcast. So yeah. there's two things that you have yeah. to give something, you know, you get something for it, yeah. but you're also knowing your heart that you are actually supporting us yeah, directly. So, and I suppose you should say to people at the same time, that doesn't mean that people can't get it online. No, we still it doesn't put it mean out. that people, well, yeah. people can still... What, the way we do it, Patty, is uh, if, you want the, uh, if you want to listen to it as of, you know, this week, you, you're a patron, but we don't put it out in Spotify until a week later. Got you. So the, if you if you if you don't, because that is the other thing, being the cost yeah. of living crisis and yeah. stuff like that. If you can't afford it, we're still putting it out for free. Yeah, but, but what you're saying there, later. it's not even a coffee. It's you know it's the head coffee. one three between three two bag. between two of us. Aye, <laughs> so aye. it's not even a solo. Effort, aye. Aye. Do you know what I mean? I know, it's, yeah. it's not even half a tea bag each. <laughs> a half a tea bag each, people. Like Connor gets half a tea bag, I get half a tea bag. Uh, Mickey gets not on here because he didn't turn up because he's got well ego problems. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put that out there because he'll get mentioned like, why did you not turn up the, the podcast? <laughs> that's, so, that's, so, that's amazing what happens. You say Look, something in one thing and then somebody uh, sends a message going, oh, uh, I heard Colin say uh, this about it. You're like, oh, uh, what are you doing? No, well, actually, Mickey's down the back doing sit-ups with a, with a, with a, with a GA he's, friend he's of the mine. Skipping rope out there, <laughs> he's so got a skipping rope out and he's singing an excess flat out <laughs> and Mustang Sally. <laughs> Connor, thank you very much. And thank what I would say is uh, you're the uh, first... Um, Official comedian, uh, stroke right. community worker. Yes. See the way I've done both like And uh, sing, well, I've had singers on, but not fully committed. <laughs> hey, look at that. You should, you should be recording yourself. You know what? <laughs> Smile in the camera. <laughs> totally committed.
relationship half hour with Connor and Paddy. <laughs> totally committed. Oh, uh, I committed to insane asylum. I be committed to. So, just for people, the last week, um, um, for the hefty unit mm-hmm. uh, plug, uh, there's only one uh, gig left, uh, good people. Connor has just come off a gig last night, as I said, right at the start of this podcast and joined us, which we appreciate, Connor. No and uh, so it's a Brickworks in Derry. So, if any people out there, we've mentioned every town around yes. it, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Is there anywhere we forgot? No, nope, you know, it. like I think. Oh, from Crana and Fawn, just on the border of uh, Donegal. Oh, Feeney. Uh, Feeney. <laughs> so, uh, apparently one of the biggest ticket outlets in the world is in Feeney now. <laughs> but, uh, so, Connor, thank you very much. And uh, all the best with the, the, the last few bit of the tour. And I will see you here in December. Yes, And you're wait. most welcome. And I know that you have put out a call to me for some obscure bottle of uh, Coca-Cola from yes. 1978. And I'm it's, trying my best to find it. 75 euro to buy it but uh, you better have two bottles for me there's a man called Declan Fizz who uh, apparently holds all the rights to all that type of stuff <laughs> is he the main man is he he's a fizzy dizzy uh, let's get busy Declan he says it all the time that's his catchword but Connor thank you very much uh, from me uh, and uh, Stella and Nathan and Tierney who are like the yourself you mentioned uh, the, the crew that uh, the producers keep producers me together and uh, in, you know. do yeah. all my research and uh, <laughs> uh, and get me all the accents and all that there and heartburn well, they, and, they uh, you know, the cure heartburn and all to do by telling me I haven't said half the yeah, stuff you know but, uh, they, if, if, if they're buying your accents I would tell them maybe to stop going into the bargain bucket <laughs> <laughs> four CDs for 50p <laughs> well as far as my accents are concerned they have just been put in room 101 <laughs> I don't do them uh, if you listen to our podcast you know I, there's no point I, when you're I up against the master there's no point I, I don't no, you've got them, a good so. strong accent anyway. And it's, it's, good, uh, you know, it's, 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 got a, it's got a James Bond <laughs> deepness in it. <laughs> Next James Bond is coming from Oma. <laughs> Just so you know, big hefty James. <laughs> Double O fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll leave you with laughter, people. Goodbye. Take care. Connor, hey, thank, thank you very much. Round of applause.